Ladies and gentlemen. I got something here. Let's get to the real thing. Welcome to Leap of Faith, where every week we help you transform fear into opportunity. Here is your host, Sasha Karabut. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Leap of Faith. So it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy week this week. Um, and I've been a bit delayed and behind on some of these podcast recordings. So I appreciate the patience and I appreciate the uh, the understanding. Black Friday has been manic and intense for a lot of my clients and uh, a lot of the stores that we are kind of launching and ramping up over this period. So extreme all hands on deck, so to speak. And that kind of um, is what I wanted to touch on and speak to you about uh, on this evening's podcast is the work is generally speaking, never glorious. And I think um, Instagram and um, I guess the life that we have come to accept as normal as far as you know social media and um, what looks shiny on a screen must be true is so far detached and so far removed from the truth. <laughs> And the truth is kind of um, like the work is dirty and it's lonely and it's fucking boring. A lot of the time, um, like the stress and the intensity of what you need to do to get the job done, like you don't want to fucking do it, you know, and and, and it's hard as hell and you want to quit and you don't want to continue and you don't see the point. And you just have those dark thoughts that come into your mind of just like, fuck this, the sacrifice is not worth it. Um, And I think that's why like so many people at the moment are like lost and they don't know what to do and they don't know which direction to kind of head in and they just do fuck all. And so I think at the moment there's this opportunity for people who can actually focus and people can, people who can, just do the boring shit. Because if you think about it, I, I I love to use like, you know, the model of conscious competence. And when most people start something, like they are completely unconscious and incompetent about the thing. Like they have no idea that they're even bad at that thing. Like they don't even know that that thing existed. Like I remember when I, I first started doing like my hail damage repair business and I started first learning that there was even this opportunity and that there was even this thing in the market that you would repair cars without taking them to a panel shop. And I had no even concept in my mind that this was even possible and it even existed. And then like that was complete unconscious incompetence. I I, like, of course, I'm not going to be good at it because I didn't even know it existed. And then what happened is you know, I figured out and I learned that there was this thing whereby um, you could repair cars using this different methodology that didn't actually damage the paint and was a lot quicker. And the result was a cheaper, more cost-effective, timely and efficient repair process, which benefited the customer as well as the insurance agency. Um, And then I was like, wow. Okay, cool. So now I'm like, consciously incompetent because I was completely incompetent as far as the skill set and any ability to do any of it, but I knew that it existed. And I was like, wow, okay, right. Um, And then from there, like 
I began, you know, training and going through the process of what would then become, you know, this business and this career and this kind of professional services situation that I began developing myself into um, around that, which was then conscious competence because I spent hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours, um, you know, sitting there and mastering this skill set to be able to actually do it at an extremely high level because I, I realized the opportunity that was in front of me and I realized that, hey, like if you want to, you know, be great in this, you're going to need to be great. And so I remember like when I was first going through this and training and learning, going into this like dark shed and there was nothing but like a, a car bonnet that you'd look at and it would just be completely covered in like hail damage dent. And then you'd put a light on one side of the bonnet and look into the light against the reflection of the paintwork. And then from the underside of the panel, you'd kind of like massage and work your way um, towards pushing and pressing and like literally massaging these dents back to normal. And I remember when I first started doing this, I was like, this is, this is going to take months to even repair one bonnet. I'm like, if there was a whole car with this and, and, and I almost gave up then, I was like, this is just ridiculous. And there was people who were doing the same kind of license and the same kind of like program course program that, that I was doing that did quit. And they were like, I can't do this. Like, fuck this. And they paid like 25 grand to do it. And they're like, I'm not doing it. And so then the competence layer got to the level then when I was like consciously competent, whereby like I got quite good when I was extremely focused on it. Okay. Um, and then from there, <clears throat> the fourth and final layer, which is just like mastery, and this is where you get paid the most, and this is where there's no competition and you get to essentially write your own paycheck is unconscious competence, right? Where it doesn't matter like what time of the day it is or what time of the night it is or what time of the year it is or whether you're awake or you're asleep or like who you're speaking to or what the situation is, you are so fucking good at your task or at your skill set, you could do it. And this for me would be, you know, at the level after doing this particular situation, this particular gig and in industry for, I think it was about two and a half years and like absolutely hard out 110 hours per week, just tooth and nail, um, making a lot of money from it, but really, really, really dedicating myself to the perfection of this skill set. Um, and I got to the level where it didn't matter like which car it was or whether it was, you know, five in the morning or, you know, a Sunday afternoon at, at, at 6 p.m or um, whether it was like, it didn't matter. Like I was just so good at it that nothing was frightening, that nothing was overwhelming and, and no amount of pressure on me was actually causing pressure. And so because of that framework and because of those different levels of competence um, and also the difficulty, the sheer difficulty that's required to pass through them, most people don't make it. And most people just wind up in a situation where they're just stuck because they can't do the necessary things to get from even unconsciously incompetent just to consciously competent. Most people can't even get to that layer, let alone the years of trial and error and mastery that it takes to actually get yourself from conscious competence to unconscious competence. To get through that transition, it takes 
ungodly amount of work and hours and, and, and just complete tireless repetition. I'm kind of doing MMA at the moment. And my coach said the same thing. He's like, Jackie Chan used to always say, I'd be more feared of an opponent that can do one single move extremely well than some opponent that can do 400 different maneuvers and takedowns and kicks and punches to a 10% capacity. And if you're not where you want to be in life, it just means that you haven't actually acquired skill sets or abilities that are valued in the market. Think about it like that. The market is essentially a reflection of the value that you contain and withhold in yourself. And if you're not liking what you're seeing as far as the income you're producing and generating from the market, it simply means that you don't have something valuable enough to the market. And the delusion and illusion that you are living in is that you think you're better than you are. Because quite frankly, if you were as good as you thought you were, you'd be a lot more rich and you'd be a lot more wealthy and you'd be a lot more ahead in your life than you are right now. So first things first, you've got to understand that number one, it's going to take a shitload of work and it's going to take a shitload of repetition. And then the question kind of becomes, what's my mechanism or what's my process? What's my system that's going to get me through those dark times or those times of just absolute boring, batshit, deadening repetition. Because for me, when I was, for example, in Sydney working and I made this commitment to myself, this internal commitment where I was like, I'm going to buy my first million dollar investment property. This is what I'm going to do. Um, the way that I'm going to do it is through this particular gig that I'm in right now. The, it, it's it's good. I've got enough opportunity in front of me. I can make it work. All I've got to do is work an obscene amount of hours to be able to actually achieve the result. And so I worked seven days a week and I made this commitment with myself that every single day I would arrive at this particular place of business that I was working at and I would arrive at 6.30 in the morning and I would work and I would not stop working until 8 p.m. at night. I would have 30 minutes for break during the day and I would just consistently work. And I did that seven days per week for two years straight. I think I had maybe a week and a half off during that entire time for holidays and you know random bits and pieces, Christmas and those kinds of things, family um, engagements and such. Um, and there were so many times during that, my, my, my wife's like ringing me and she's FaceTiming me while she's on like this massive yacht for Australia Day. And I was working in Sydney. It's an hour flight, Sydney to the Gold Coast. It's an hour. And she's like, why don't you just come up? Like, you know, everyone's just having so much fun. Like, it's amazing. Uh, come on. Like, just who cares? Like, it's Sunday. Just come up here. Monday's a public holiday. You're not going to work on Monday anyway. Just do it. And I'm like, number one, I am working on Monday. Um, and I'm looking at this and I'm seeing, you know, the situation that she's in and how fun it is and how amazing, you know, everything's looking around her and I'm looking around me and I'm in this dark, dingy warehouse with, you know, 15 hail damaged cars around me. And I'm like, I love you. I'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so those sacrifices and the things that you need to do to actually get the result are necessary. And it's fucking hard. You've got to know what you want and you've got to commit to it and you've got to be 
disgustingly savage and disgustingly fucking committed to doing it. And I think back to those times and I think back to how ruthlessly motivated I was to actually achieve the results that I wanted. And there was nothing that came in my way and there was nothing that stood before me that was more important than me achieving that goal. And so many times during the day, I'd walk outside um, after working, you know, six, seven hours from 6 a.m. until midday, 1 p.m. kind of thing. And I'd just stand there in the sun for like 15 minutes and I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? This is this is mind numbing, brain numbing. Like I feel like like this is just, I can't do it. I think I've got to leave. And then I was working with like, you know, six or seven like Lebanese guys that were just absolute hell to work with. Um, and it was one of the hardest things I did, but I, I was able to attach so much meaning, so much purpose and so much of the future vision, the future goal that I actually saw myself becoming and creating that it made it all worth it and it made it all possible. And I started to just fall in love with it. I started to relish it. I was like, this is it. Every single one tiny push of a dent, every single one tiny repair of one single car, I'm closer and closer and closer to my goal. I can see it being realized. I can see the money piling up. I can see things coming into fruition. And I began to attach so much joy and fulfillment to that, that every single day that I woke up, I was energized and I was enthused and I was just fucking beaming. And on those hard days where I was getting screamed at by all of these complete fuckwits around me. Um, and I had difficult problems. I had challenges. I had my wife ringing me and saying, come home. I had all these things happening. I had so much meaning and so much kind of purpose that was bedded down so deep inside of me that it made it possible. And so what I want to convey to you is that <clears throat> If you're currently kind of going through a time where you feel like the repetitive, boring things that you're doing on a daily basis, they aren't bringing you meaning or they aren't bringing you any result, you can't see the fruits yet of your labor, I would just challenge you and I would just encourage you to persist and I would just encourage you to uh, stick with it that little bit longer, sit in the saddle, sit in the fucking saddle and just ride that thing and see yourself through, make the changes right? To the internal dialogue, to the internal kind of intrinsic motivation, as far as the attachment of what you are doing to something greater than you. It all, it always has to be something greater than you, because if you can do that effectively, you can honestly move through anything. Um, Frederick Nietzsche said, the man with a meaning, um, the man without a meaning, um, I forgot the quote, but some shit like essentially, if you have no meaning, your life is meaningless. And there's an example that um, um, in the Auschwitz concentration camp, um, not Nietzsche, um, the, other, the other gentleman, my mind's blank. It's been an absolute intense day. Victor E. Frankel, yes. So he talks about it in his book, um, Man's Search for Meaning, where he said the prisoners of war that were in the concentration camps, once they became so attached with this vision or this dream that they would have in their mind of like uh, being rescued and Christmas time, I saw it in my mind, uh, rescuers are coming, the British, they're going to come and rescue us and everything's going to be fine. And the energy and the vitality that these men had brought back into them was just so, so vivid. 
Um, and the interesting thing is that they would go out to work and they'd work for months and months and months, literally like eating cardboard and having no food, having no rations, just completely malnourished human beings, just distraught of anything that would resemble a healthy human being. And they would be completely empowered, completely inspired because they had such a strong purpose and a vision for the future. And then the, the incredible thing that he said was, as it would approach closer and closer to the day of reckoning or the day of Christmas or New Year or Easter holiday, whatever it would be, and it became more and more apparent that the rescuers weren't coming, uh, these people that were so empowered and so driven and so inspired would die. And they'd die within six hours. They would drop dead, no energy left in them, right? So for you and, and what you're doing in your days and your life, the meaning that you bring to it and the amount of attachment of future vision that has so much emotion is so important. And it's going to allow you to transcend through the, the tough times, the hard times, the difficult times. And it's going to allow you to do things that other people are going to look at you like, how the hell is that possible? How are they doing? How are they working so hard? How are they able to sustain such high intensity? They will look at you like an absolute freak and you'll be like, yes, yes, it is possible because I know exactly where I'm going. So in closing today's podcast, tonight's podcast, what I want to just really recognize you for is if you're going through hard things and you're doing a lot of repetitive, boring things over and over again, just continue, persist. I'm going to challenge you just to persist. And I'm going to challenge you also to reinvigorate your vision, re-inspire yourself, resell yourself. If you become bored and tired, it means you don't have much of a vision for the future. So resell yourself, recommit yourself, re-inspire yourself to do some massive, massive things for your future. And it will give all those small repetitive tasks meaning. And also just understand that you've got to move through those layers of competence. And the only way to do it is repetition. And repetition means work. And work is fucking hard, right? Suck it up, get it done, push fucking forward, keep doing the things that you know you need to do to get the result. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, just shoot me a review below or alternatively, shoot me a message on Instagram and let me know which particular part of this podcast you enjoyed. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to Leap of Faith with Sasha Karabat. Please follow Sasha on socials and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode.